Welcome to Catholic Family Matters with your hosts, Paul Kaczynski and Betsy Lashley. A podcast where we share a little bit about our lives of faith in an effort to encourage families to live courageously Catholic lives, to love Jesus more, and to learn to see the divine in the everyday events of our family life. So come along with us to find encouragement, hope, and maybe a little laughter along the way. Because family matters. Hi, Paul. Hey, Betsy. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? All right. I'm good. I'm good. Great. Awesome. Uh, Episode number 16, Masculine Feminine Complementarity. It's a mouthful. It is. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So in this episode number 16, we will talk about what it means that men and women are created equal, but different. All right. Well, let's first start with chit chat. You spare me the chit chat. I'm going to take your uh, chit chat in the chitty chitty chat chat in, chat 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 in the chit chat. So what's been going on with oh, you, Betsy? Oh, you're starting, with, starting me. with me. Okay. Um, chit chat for this week. I've been working on this one. I went to the movies. I people don't go to movies much. No, these they don't anymore. So anyway, I was excited to go mm-hmm. to the movies. Um, a friend of mine asked me to go see the chosen prequel that was out there for the little Christmas thing. Yeah. And we went, I really didn't know what to expect. I have watched the chosen movie, uh, the chosen series, um, season one and season two, which I love really have enjoyed that series. So I was very, um, interested in this movie and it was a, it was a lot of musical guests that kind of shared their thoughts and their music with the audience. There were actors from The Chosen that actually uh, spoke about salvation history up until the time of Jesus's birth. And then they showed a little vignette that the creator of The Chosen, whose name escapes me right now. I I don't know. I Um, I don't watch it. So. He, it was a, it, there was a small little movie that he had done originally before Chosen, and it was the story of the nativity. And so they used that as a little vignette at the end of this movie, and it really was very beautiful. Hmm. And it was especially beautiful because we're just in the middle of Advent. Right. So we're thinking about the nativity of Christ. We're waiting for him to come, and, and it just was the perfect thing to put myself in the mindset of where we are um, in this in this liturgical time. So it was really great. If you get the opportunity to, to see it, uh, don't hesitate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was some really great musical guests there as well, including Matt Marr for King mm-hmm. and Country. Uh, and the music, if you love Christmas music, it was good. It okay. was just fantastic. So awesome. Check it out. Awesome. If you can. Yeah, maybe take the family to that. Oh, yeah. And very family oriented for sure. So, yeah. all right. What about you? What's been going on? So, um, last night, um, my wife and I were invited to dinner uh, to our neighbor across the street, which Unfortunately, uh, doesn't happen very often. Um, it just, we've, we had because our, you're not good guests. Well, because they we're don't not, like you. Well, what is it? <laughs> is there a story there? Uh, no, not really. Um, you know, we, we just you know we've we've had friends in the other neighborhoods that we used to live um, around in Huntsville, and and you know we would share you know swap kids and have dinner and whatnot, and and it just seems like we kind of grew out of that as our kids grew older, uh, but we've kept those friends. And so it's been, it just seems like it's harder to make friends as we move to these new places. And, and so, um, you know, this family lives across the street from us and they have, um, uh, two of their kids are in the same grade and they friends with two of our kids. So, um, and they're about to be a family of five. And, and so my wife had just recently with, um, a couple of their other friends threw her a uh, baby shower 
for their fifth child. And so she wanted to have us all over as a kind of thank you. And so we went over there last night and we met their other friends and, um, it was just a good time. Kids were playing and <laughs> I joked with Jarsha at one point cause, um, one of the, one of the couples that was there has like a, a baby, li- little more than an infant, you know, she's about to get up and start crawling around. And then the other has a toddler and a baby. And I was like, I feel a little old because <laughs> our youngest is seven. And it's like, I don't, I don't mean to shock you, but you are. <laughs> Wait, what? You are old. Oh, man. You're, you're not as old as me though. So I think you should take some solace in that fact, <laughs> but you're the mature neighborhood guy yeah. and they're going to look to you for wisdom from Ooh, now on. That's scary. Um, I like this story because in the show notes, I want you to put Paul finds a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Like a little kid's book. (laughs) Paul finds a friend. Anyway, well, that's great. I love to have uh, friends in the neighborhood and I have very good memories of doing all that, what you just mentioned. So that's great. Good for you. Uh, And good for Jarsha too. Um, how about an opening prayer? Well, let's start with opening prayer. Okay. Um, I chose this prayer from my group of prayers that I love. It is a very brief prayer by St. Francis de Sales, and I think it's appropriate for today. In the name of the Father, and of the, the Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Do not fear what may happen tomorrow. The same loving Father who cares for you today will care for you tomorrow and every day. Either he will shield you from suffering, or he will give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then, and put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginings. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. Son, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Have you found Jesus yet? No. I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him, so. Okay, so masculinity and femininity today, Paul. Yes, Betsy. How did we come how did we get here from where we were last week? Tell me about that. So last week we talked about gender ideology and one of the things we touched on was the um, male and female complementary. And I, I I thought that we should probably expand on that more. Um you know, we we kind of described how men and women are created equal in the image of God, but different. So I wanted to wanted to kind of dive into that a little more, a little more deep, and um, just kind of discuss what those differences are and, and why why they exist. So, Great, I, yeah. I like the idea of this because last year we, I mean, last month we talked, or I guess it was just last week. <laughs> okay, delete that. <laughs> last week we talked about. I always have to say it to you because I'm afraid you're going to leave it in there. I feel like you're just looking for ways to make me look silly. Uh, I don't have to look for ways, Betsy. I know. Thank you. I am drinking espresso as well, which could be dangerous. What's in that espresso? It's a cafe. It's a latte macchiato with a shot of espresso. Just espresso? Yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Liquor booze is a downer. Like, who needs that for a podcast? No one. (laughs) Okay, so I like this because we last week we talked about gender ideology, and that's sort of a distortion of that idea of male and female. And so I'm excited that this week we're going to talk about masculinity and femininity in a a healthy, holy way. Right. So, all right, so lead us in. Yeah, so before we get into that, um, I wanted to kind of lay a little groundwork. Um, 
or a little foundation. When, um, when we teach our family honor chastity program, we, um, we have this part where we discuss, um, what it means to be a person, how we're more than just our sex and how we're more than just like our eye color or our hair color. And we use this acronym, um, that called spice. And, um, the, I don't know if you know Marilyn and Raul Alonzo, but they are the ones that take the majority of this topic of spice and, and, um, teach it to the, the, the larger group. And, you know, they get in there with their salsa and their spice and they really do it up. So for it's, those it's of you that to... do not know Marilyn and Raul, they are Cubanos yes. and they love these spicy. They do. And uh, I really hope they're not listening. Miss Alonzo. Miss Alonzo is the Spanish teacher over at Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's. Yeah. So spice is the perfect acronym for them to be exactly. teaching. Absolutely. Exactly. But so what that stands for is S is your spiritual. P is your physical. I is your intellectual. C is your creative and E is your emotional. And so each, each one of those attributes makes up who you are as a whole person. Um, and then the way we describe it too, we use a, we use a flower, a spice flower. And, um, we show that if you are, um, if you pay too much attention to one of those aspects, like what, what's one aspect that we as a society, you would think we pay too much attention to. I would say probably physical, physical, right? Yeah. Physical attributes. Right. So we, we will take the, the pea flower and we'll make it huge. And then, um, then we'll take, you know, what's a, what's another attribute that you think is, um, that we, we spend less time on as a, uh, how society. about spiritual, spiritual. Yeah, definitely. And so we'll take the S flower and we'll, we'll shrink it down. And so you see this, like this weird shape, misshapen flower. Um, about how if you spend um, too much time or, or too much effort on one of those aspects in your life, that you um, you're you're distorting who you are as a person and who God made you to be. What a great visual for that! I really like that because right. that it shows you that. And we talked last week about the person being body and soul as right. Catholics, we believe people are body and soul. Right. And so if, if any of those areas are distorted, then, then it doesn't, it's not as beautiful. Right. So, and this, and this spice kind of encompasses how your body and your soul work together as one. And so within that, within each of those attributes, there are specific characteristics that are more towards male and and then other characteristics that are more traditionally towards female. Okay. And so um, I wanted to kind of go quickly through each of these five attributes of spice and just kind of look at some of the differences between male and female. All right. Are we okay. just going to go S-P-I-C-E? Yeah. Um, I actually have them backwards here. That makes sense. E -C -I -P -S. Uh, well, it makes sense that you have them backwards. E-C-I-P-S. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. We're going oh, S-P-I-C-E. Fine. Fine. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do with you? I don't know. All right. So that's what acronyms are for so that you can <laughs> use them to remember we, things. We, we actually, I think we go I C E S P and then we show, Oh wait, this stands for spice. Oh, you yeah. do it backwards. We nice. don't do it backwards. We do it. We, we kind of do it halfway and then, then we can focus on the physical and the spiritual. And if we were showing a video, that's how we would do it. Yeah, but since but... we're on a podcast, we're going to spell out spice. Fine. All right. So first one, spiritual. Um, so this is the time that you spend with God, the time in prayer, um, 
with the sacraments and things like that. So, um, some of the things that, um, would be typically, uh, a male characteristic of this attribute. Okay. Wait, you read the male. I get to read the female. Okay. Yeah. 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 That way people will remember because oh. you're a man and I'm a woman <laughs> just in case they forget that. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like this. All right. All right. So spiritual characteristics that are male. Okay. Go. So for men, we typically are action oriented. We do. And then we reflect on things. Whereas women are more relationship oriented. We listen and reflect and then we do. Right. Mm, I like that. That's right. very cool. Men are visually oriented. Amen. And women. <laughs> Shocker of all shocks. <laughs> women are verbally right. oriented. Right. And so when you think about some of these within the aspect of, let's say the mass, for example, um, where like, you know, the guys, you know, that we love the incense, you know, not just for the smell, but for the, you've got that visual of the smoke rising and then you've got the candles all around and, and, um, you know, things like that, you know, the priest holds up the host during the consecration and, and things like that, where the, you know, the women, you typically see them, you know, in prayer and, you know, listening to the words of the, of the service and uh, of the mass or and, singing. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I mean, so, but you don't always see just these characteristics in men and not ever like, how, how does that work? Yeah. Like, so, so these aren't, I guess these aren't like set in stone that these are only male characteristics and these are only female or only female characteristics. Uh, so there is, there is some overlap and there are, um, there are, you know, men who have, um, some of the, some female characteristics, even, you know, it's, you know, how we always say like marriage is hundred percent, hundred percent, you know, it's, or, you know, it's, it's not 50, 50. Um, it's, it's kind of the same thing with these, these attributes. There's, there's going to be varying degrees in all of these attributes, whether you're male or female, but you're going to see them predominantly. Okay. Male, right, cool. male like characteristics that. will be predominantly with the male population versus the female characteristics will be predominantly with the females. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Are we moving on? To physical? Let's move P? on. Okay. To P. Physical. All right. I can't help but giggle when we say the word P. P. Like when you said P flower, that was kind of weird. P pedal. I meant P pedal. Oh, P pedal. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. In my head, I'm saying P E E pedal. Yeah. I'm 14 year old boy in my head. <sighs> okay. P is physical. Physical. So what are the male characteristics of physical? All right. So, Males are built more physical, so they're, the focus is on the skeletal and the muscular of the male body. Anything you can do, I can do better. Anything you can do. We were kind of singing that song this morning at at the at campus house. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really qualify for this particular no, thing. No, it doesn't. Because for women... <laughs> please delete that. For well, women... So the female characteristic for physical would be that women are more nurturing. Um, we do the childbearing and we're softer, although... You're squishy. Yeah, we're a little squishy. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Mm. No, <laughs> that's not what that means. No. No. I, I like that they put childbearing and softer on the same line as if those two words could even go together because childbearing is like a fierce yeah. thing. Yeah. So but but anyway. I guess when you think of it, it's more like the male is seen as the protector. Yeah. And the female is seen as the, the nurturer. nurturer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, and I totally agree with that. Yeah. But, and yeah. the Betsy in me wants to sing 
anything you can do. (laughs) Can't we just, okay. All right. So, so the other, one of the other, um, characteristics here is that males are always fertile. Oh, interesting. And women are cyclically fertile. Right. That's a hard word to say. Right. So there's a, you know, the same, but different. Um, and so you know, one of the things like, you know, one, one of the biggest things in our society right now is, is women's sports. And there's, there's a huge emphasis on women's sports. And, you know, this is one of those things that if you look at the data and, um, a friend of mine at work had told me this one time, if, if you look at like Serena Williams or Venus Williams can beat the tar out of me in tennis. And I mean, like I, I wouldn't even, I couldn't even come close to playing against them in tennis. Mm -hmm. But when you stack them up against other professional tennis players that are male, like I think, I think it was Serena was ranked higher than Venus of like overall male. They like ranked male and female. Um, she was the highest female ranked tennis player and she was ranked 35th. Like she was, there were 34 males that were ranked higher than her. Okay. On an overall professional tennis yeah. player. And, and that is a big topic of conversation these days. Did, like people will argue that did, did God create men to be physically superior? And I, this goes so back to our teaching about how, how men and women were created. We're, we're given these different gifts and sometimes we as women, in fact, feminism often tries to argue this point that women can do anything that men can do. Right. And, and, and that isn't the way God created us. Um, but some women are very gifted in that physical part. Right. And that's kind of the point we're making with this spice is there are, there are attributes that are traditionally male or traditionally female, but sometimes we push those, right. push the envelope. On right. Those. And I would even say that, um, when you look at the, the physicalness, men, women can do what men do, but compared to you've got to, you've got to compare apples and apples. You can't like, you can't compare women to men yeah. on doing like, especially, you know, like my, my example with tennis, you can't compare women to men who play tennis. You can't compare women's soccer players with men's soccer players. So this may be opening a can of worms. But, it, it may be. But when my son was in basic training, um, we went to, to his graduation and we had a, conversation about how they do physical fitness stuff. And I said, so how do men and women do like, it kind of occurred to me, you're going through the same training, but how do women do the same things that men do? And, and we had a long conversation and, and I don't really have a, an end point to this, but from a mom's perspective, my son was in the military working alongside people who may be physically less capable than he was. And these are the people who were going to be keeping him alive in a combat situation. Right. And it kind of, it kind of gave me pause to think about how does the army do that? And how do they ensure that the physical fitness of each um, gender is, is up to par and, and Gregory had several answers for me about how they do physical fitness in basic training. I wish I could speak intelligently to that right now. I can't because yeah, it was yeah. a long time ago that we yeah. had that conversation. But as a mom, it kind of reared that thought of, I, I, don't, I don't want my son to be on the battlefield with people who are less, lesser prepared than he is. Right. 
And that that could also just go to the readiness of the actual soldier, male right. or female. Right. Have they prepared properly? Right. I don't know, but it, it sort of goes to that idea. And it, 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 it get, that's kind of a different topic, but it related yeah. to this as we were talking about that physicalness. Yeah. So so physical is one of those things, especially with um, the, the uh, attributes that we've mentioned here or the characteristics that we mentioned here, um, that these are more kind of black and white, you know, talking about the fertility of a male versus a female you can't reverse that you can't swap that yeah like like a male cannot have cyclic fertility um and a a, a male cannot bear a child um as much as our society would like to think they could um so all right so i is intellectual. intellectual so this is using the brain all right so um to start off with the male has less connections between the left and the right side of the brain. Did you know that? I, I did not know that. And, and conversely, women have four times more connections between the left and the right sides of the brain. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, isn't it? Um, so men tend to rely on the left brain to solve one problem at a time, That so that makes them more focused on individual problems. Whereas women... Focus on more than one problem at a time and are good multitaskers. Oh, wow. Interesting. And that yeah. so bit bears true in, like in marriages, we see that often. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Um, so you, if you look at the reasoning, thinking, communication, and decision, uh, for males, their reasoning is more analytic. Their thinking is more linear. Communication is more report and instruct. And their decision making is based on facts and merits. And for women, their reasoning is intuitive. Amen. Thinking is very global. Their communication is designed to develop rapport. And their decisions require a lot of um, consultation. Right, consultation right. is very important in their decision making. Right. So these That's are these are some of the most interesting differences, I think, between men and women. Um, the intellectual um, attribute. So. That is so cool. I have to say, though, I think I'm more of a linear thinker. I have a very linear point of view. Anyway, so that's a more male characteristic. Yeah. Okay, but not yeah. everybody wants but, to know that. But, but if you think about it, are you more more of a linear thinker than Tony is? Hmm, I don't know. So uh, that's, that's really hard. This yeah. would be so cool to... Okay, I'm so glad we're doing this. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. Okay, or are we going on? Yeah, let's go on to creative. To creative. Oh, yeah. dear. I have none of that. Okay. <laughs> so for males... Uh, the first characteristic is that they emphasis, they put emphasis on the product function. So how, how something would be used, um, when they make something. And for females, we put the emphasis on product contribution. Yeah. So it's, how does that tie into the greater? Ah, uh, cause they have, cause we think globally women right, do. Yeah. Right, okay. Right. Um, for males, creativity tends to bring status or independence. And for women, creativity brings intimacy and connection. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I hope that as as we listen, like what my takeaway from this is how does this apply to my life and where do right, I see that? Right. And I'm I'm mesmerized by that. So I hope our listeners kind of can take those all of these things and look at them in their own life and see where that, where right. it applies to their life. That's right. cool. So, yeah. So for creative, I think males tend to be more, you know, we, we had that one, um, that one discussion about servant leadership 
where you know the whole hierarchy of organizations comes about because that's how males think so our work is our creativeness and so we tend to you know we we look at moving up the ladder to create this um you know the the our status you know or mm-hmm. you know, our, our status and our independence of, of who we are and what we've, what we're creating and where, where women will take that organization and probably look at it more as servant leadership type of how, how does that fit within the whole? Yeah. And I'm thinking of ministry where in ministry for over 10 years, it's, I tend now to not look as much at the program as I do at the people. Right. And I have found that that relationship yeah is so much more important than the actual program that I'm, uh, helping to forward. So that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. What's E? So E the emotional, uh, Oh dear. Yeah. (laughs) This is where we get more touchy feely. Oh dear. Uh, Um, so typically for males, uh, a characteristic is where they are less likely to acknowledge their emotions. They're in, <laughs> Sorry, that may have been sarcasm. I'm not really sure. Men who are less likely to acknowledge emotions, emotions. Hmm. and respond to feelings more aggressively. Like, okay, like you can't make me cry. I'm not gonna cry. Oh boy, there's have no I crying. Heard that yes. Okay, so women more likely to acknowledge emotions, <laughs> and response to feelings is more withdrawn. Okay, that qualifies. Okay, all right. All right. So if you look at it. Hormonally, chemically, that testosterone produces more emotional sensitivity. Oh, you did not read that right, sir. Produces emotional <laughs> insensitivity. Sorry. Yeah, you want to be sensitive, <laughs> but you're not. I just want to be a sensitive dude. <laughs> so let me reread that. So for males. Oh, you're keeping that in the podcast. Don't you dare edit that out. Come on. That was perfect. Uh, testosterone produces emotional insensitivity, whereas estrogen produces a greater emotional sensitivity, sensitivity, which no woman would ever argue with really, or, or, or guy would ever argue with that. (laughs) Yeah. And marketers know this and they, they really hit us in the feels for women. (laughs) Right. Right. So, so then males tend to bond with others through shared activity and women bond with others through dialogue and sharing experiences. That's why when you guys, when you see guys hanging out, they're like at a bar or at a sporting event where women are, you know, like a book club or. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, keep going. Cause these are great. Okay. Um, so males tend to be more at ease with anger and women intimidated by anger. Although I don't like conflict. I don't know if that's the same thing, but. Yeah. And, um, I, anger is like my, so that's very interesting. Like there's a, an area where we see, where I see the opposite. So anger is my first emotion often. Yeah. (laughs) Just wait till I scratch your eyes out, Paul. (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) (sighs) Just kidding. Males never try to change a woman's mood. Oh no. Yeah. You're making (laughs) crap up here. Never try to change a woman. You always try to change a woman's mood. Where? Women yeah. try to change a man's behavior. That's so, I think you're seeing I what you want to see. No, I think you're trying to change the real, the reality. That's what's happening here. Um, males need to receive trust, acceptance, appreciation, admiration, approval, and encouragement. And women need to receive caring, respect, understanding, devotion, 
validation, and reassurance. And then the last characteristic listed here is that men are motivated when we feel needed. And women are motivated when they feel cherished. Wow, that is so interesting. Um, I really want to highlight that need to receive uh, emotionally. I think sometimes as women, we don't really know what men need. And that list is very interesting. So often, I think as married couples, you try to give your husband what you want. And that isn't always the right thing to do because your husband may need something else. Right. Um, and, and I think this list is really good. Men need trust, acceptance, appreciation, admiration, approval, and encouragement. It reminds me of the, the, lo- the five love languages where there's a, a love language for every person that is uniquely for them. Right for how they receive love and, and feel filled up with love. And it's often different for married couples. And, yeah, yeah. and you kind of need to know what it is that makes your spouse feel loved. Right. Uh, and it may be words of appreciation where you say, you know, you, you did such a good job cleaning up the garage. Like that was amazing. Yeah. Some men really need to hear that. And some women never give it. Right. Because they just don't realize that that's something right. that's very important. Well, and, you know, there's a, that big joke of thanks, honey, for putting the dishes in the dishwasher. You did an awesome job. Yeah. You know, the, the um, but you know, I, I, you know, I've seen that, too. It's like I've not made like the houses that we've owned in this area have always been like older, built in the 1960s. And so whenever I, I try to fix something, which I'm not mechanically inclined that way, um. I'm always jerry rigging something because the the house is so old, the parts are outdated that they don't have them at the Lowe's and Home Depot, and they might have them at a, like a True Value hardware store, one of those old um, looters hardware downtown or whatever. And um, but more than likely, not even there. And so you know, I'm I'm bubble gumming and duct taping, taping something together, and it's just awful, and I don't know what I'm doing. So call up one of my friends to get it done. But recently, you know, in a newer home. You know, I can go out and find the part, replace it. Da, da, da. I've even gone so far as to, I built my daughter a loft bed. I've never done any woodworking in my life and it doesn't look great, but I was so proud of myself that I was actually able to accomplish something and do something. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to see that, that dynamic. And I think, and I think to your point about the women, not not knowing what the husband needs. I think also, you know, you can look at that, that list under the feminine for the need to receive for the women, caring, respect, understanding, devotion, validation, and reassurance. You know, um, one of the things that, that I do to, in order to, um, to give that to my wife is that I've got a job that I've had for, you know, 25 years now. Is it 25? I forget. I think 25 years. And you're old. Sorry. Yeah. I was trying to mouth it so that the viewers didn't have to hear that you're old, but I'm sorry. I just, because you already told them that I'm old. I Um, know, but I have to caveat (laughs) it with you're younger than me. Um, but that's one of those things that that's that devotion. That's part of my devotion to her. That's part of my reassurance to her is that I can, provide for her in a steady way. Yeah. But, but there are other things that I don't, that, you know, I don't get, I'm, 
The other thing I want to add to that too, is we're talking about masculinity and femininity, but in a marriage, you don't always have this understanding when you've only been married for a year or two years or five years. I really feel like after 27 years of marriage, I'm finally starting to understand some of these differences and I'm starting to appreciate the differences. And I've had some really positive role models of marriage to show me that men and women can be very different. And in the context of a marriage, they can still love in a way that is something that will help them be better as a couple than they are alone. And that really is the purpose of marriage is to to have two people, male and female together, who complement each other in such a way that the two of them are better than they are separately. Right. And, and furthermore, when you start to, when you start a family, so you're married and now you start having kids, it's important to have that complimentary so you can show your kids what, what that does as far as the family, you know, having, so let me step back a, a second again here. All of these attributes that we've said, you know, I, we, we tend to talk about God in a, in a masculine way. He, him, the father, the son, but all of these attributes, male and female are all encompassed within God, within the, the triune God. All of these, all of these characteristics are, are part of God. And that, so when he creates male and female in his image, he gives male a certain set of those characteristics and then the female the other set of those characteristics so that when they do get married and become one they have that full set of characteristics and they can be as the whole the, as the as the trinity is and like you mentioned parents model that that those gender characteristics to their children and hopefully over the years for me I know we have really helped our kids understand their unique characteristics. This is a, this is a, something that you do son, and this is how you're going to manage it throughout your life. Like this is God gave you this and how are you going to do with it? How are you going to manage it with our son, Gregory? He had anger issues when he was young. Like we could show him a, a movie with uh, physical violence in it, even Mm -hmm. if it was just a cartoon, something that had violence in it and he would act it out. I mean like (laughs) 10 minutes later, our second son, we could show him the same movie and he would just sit and docilely watch it and, and it never was exemplified in him that way. Right. And it used to mesmerize Tony and I, like, why are they why are they seeing exactly the same visual input but but responding to it differently? Right. And I don't think it's any irony that that in, son in is the, in the army. Yeah. Yeah. So that was and that was something that we helped him understand though. And and we also did not show him violent stuff for a very long time until he was able to understand it and in his head. Yeah. Um and he did. He did learn that. It's not like he became some sort of a freak sociopath. Right. <laughs> Sorry, right. Gregory. I love you. Um <laughs> but that was a that's what we as parents do. And that job and that job is so important for parents to help their children understand and to model that that beauty of male and female characteristics. What are they? Why do you have them? They are a gift from God, yep. and you need to figure out how to use them properly. That's exactly. a very good message. Exactly. 
All right. In social media, um, I have a couple of tweets that I found here that um, I thought um, were appropriate for this topic um, today. Um, so one is from the New York Post, and it's a headline that says, UPenn, which I'm guessing is University of Pennsylvania, transgender swimmer continues dominant season with more record-breaking wins. So this is an unfortunate um, article in that I believe this is a, a person that is a male that claims to be female that is competing with other women and didn't do so well with the other males. And so now he's breaking all these female records, Yeah, which I mean, it just, to me, that's, that's a tragedy because, you know, you've got these, these true women that have worked so hard all their lives to get to this point in collegiate athletics only to have this person make a false claim and just take it all away yeah. and just, and, and I don't want to belabor this point or go backwards, but that the person is a person that, right. that athlete is a person and they're, they're confused about their gender. And right. so they just want to be the athlete that they are in that gender. And, and there is good in that. Like right. someone wants that person to be whole right. and to give them that opportunity. But like you said earlier, apples to apples. Right. When when men and women are created so differently, we can't force that. We can't force that equality, no right. matter how hard we try. Right. Um, and I think that's a big gender issue these days. So right. that's a good good example. So in this second um, the second post is from a woman called uh, named Christiana. Uh, her her handle is at Christiana. Miller, M-I-L-L-R is the way she wrote it. But, and it kind of re, it reiterates this, um, what we just said. It says, men competing in women's sports is degrading, misogynistic, and offensive to real women, which is kind of what, you know, you, you look at the, the feminist movement is trying to go against all those things that she just listed there. But by allowing transgenderism, you, you reaffirm it, those the degrade, degrade, de- degradation, misogynistic, and, and offensivism to women. I mean, it's just yeah. So. Feminism is doing us no favors these days. Yeah, yep. for the real for the real qualities of a woman to come out, the qualities that we mentioned in this podcast too. All of those right. characteristics, the characteristics, yep. they're under fire, yep. and women need to stand up and really know and believe and profess what they believe. Christian music session. Okay. I'm so excited. I have a great song for today that I kind of picked because of our topic. And this is by the artist, Danielle Rose, who happens to um, be local to us. She lives here in Mm. Alabama, but I met her many, many years ago when she was a student at Notre Dame. She happened to do the music in the chapel on my sister and brother-in-law's 20th wedding anniversary that just happened to be there. Oh, wow. And she sang and we thought she was so amazing while she became a Christian artist. And um, she now lives in Birmingham and and does some music down there as well. But this song is called The Saint That Is Just Me. 
And the reason that I chose it, um, I'm going to read you just some of these lyrics to help you understand the song. Um, she talks about all the saints and how she wanted to be so like different saints. Uh, and so she, this is the, the last verse. It says, I tried to kneel for hours in the chapel corner to persevere like Paul with all my sleepless nights, to stay awake and trim my lamp with 10 wise virgins, to really give the devil a good fight. And when you hung upon the cross looking at me, you didn't die so I would try to be somebody else. You died so I could be the saint that is just me. So listen to the song, and I am just profoundly affected by the fact that God made each of us to be the saint that we are called to be. We cannot be like other people. And I think that kind of goes along with our topic today. So I just thought this was a really cool song. So take a listen to Danielle Rose and um, tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. All right, let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear God, we thank you for the blessing of this day today. We thank you for being able to share your word to others. Um, We pray that you open their ears to hear your message of how man and woman were created in your image and given to the world to subdue it. We pray that we hear your message and we strengthen our families and we strengthen society and we ask all this in jesus name amen amen and the father Father, son Son, holy Holy spirit Spirit. amen well that'll wrap it up for today thanks for listening to this episode of catholic family matters remember to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast listener itunes google stitcher spotify or wherever you listen join us on twitter and like us on facebook at cat fam matters which is at C-A-T-H-F-A-M-M-A-T-T-E-R-S. Check out our website at www.catholicfamilymatters.com. And you can always send us an email at feedback at catholicfamilymatters.com. We are your hosts, Paul Kosinski. And Betsy Lashley. Or just another sexy bald guy. And a girl without a filter. Till next time. time. See you, Paul. See ya.